I, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's <laughs> your dream team. And Mr. Producer, before you got ways to add to my intro because what I'm seeing here, I don't like. But anyway, it's old. It's Mr. Suave City, Mr. Slow Jam himself. The one that's always doing the most keeping the fade close. Yes, I got my hair cut, but I got my do-rag on. It's Mr. Funkadelli Jones. You feel me? It's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti, back each and every week. Your favorite tag team that you asked for, still delivering the great hits each and every week to you. Don't forget to subscribe, add, follow, whatever you got to do for social media. Just make sure you connect with us. Connect with your boys. Interact with us. We don't bite. Mm. We don't bite. Mm. We, we we had quite a week, right? We had quite a week. We got a lot of stuff going on in this circle of 2021. <laughs> Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer, do you want to explain to me what I'm looking at here? <laughs> this man is on Wall Street, Mr. Producer? You got this man in the New York Stock Exchange? Reporting live. First of all, why did you send him? Why did you send him to the New York Stock Exchange? How do you not know? I don't want to go to stuff like that. <laughs> Usually, I'm not cultured. Like I don't be in, like I don't be investing stocks and whatnot. I mean, I make my money off other pod. I might do other business ventures off off just podcasting. <laughs> man, I tell you, man, it's the favoritism for me around here, boy. <laughs> hey, look, I'll bring you a souvenir when I come back. Look, 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 look. We gonna go ahead and ring the bell on our five minute rant, right? right. <laughs> this man got puns and whatnot now. Go ahead, man. <laughs> no, but this week. It's been a crazy week, you know, going into it. Uh, what did we expect on our bingo card, right? We got the 2020 bingo card. We got the 2021 bingo card. We got people for my five-minute rant. I'm tired of hearing this, all right? But the circle keeps going on. We got to talk about the ridiculousness of it. Now they're saying you wear two, three, four masks, but not just that. They do anal swaps, right? Because <laughs> now scientists and doctors in China have said that you can figure out you have COVID by swap, you know, where the sun don't shine. So I need opinions, right? I need answers. Help me understand what's going on right now. Because this was not on my bingo card. I'm going to tell you, doc. I know this is earned five-minute rant, but I'm going to chime in by saying this. Ain't no doctor getting close to my behind. <laughs> ain't no doctor. Ain't no doctor touching. Ain't no doctor even coming close to that. Oh, hell no. I don't care, bro. I don't care. They're like, well, study shows, man. F your study. I don't give a damn. Don't touch me like that at all, man. 
Y'all just trying to find any new wave. Like, you do know we can find COVID by just scraping your skin. Don't come up here and scrape my skin. Don't stick nothing up my nose. Don't put nothing up in the places that don't shine. Because that's, uh-uh, you violating rights after that. No. Hell no. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No. I just, I just think the situation is funny. Like, how people, I guarantee you, people are going to go along with it. Like, it... There are people out there who want to let doctors do it because the news said so. But, you know, you got people two, three, four, five masks on. You're suffocating yourself. Stop it. Stop it. But that's my five-minute rant. Just the circle keeps going on. I just want people to let you know that I just want to let people know, I should say, that it's ridiculous. You're not touching anywhere. You don't need to go anywhere near anybody's butt to find out they got COVID. I thought it was in the nose. <laughs> I thought yeah. it. <laughs> now, before I get into my five-minute rant, I know, you know, it may sound very unsensitive, you know, especially on this show coming from, like, like myself and even Aaron sometimes. I know a lot of people probably like, oh, well, they don't take COVID seriously. COVID is very real and stuff like that. For us, and I can't speak for Aaron, but I can speak for myself, when it comes to COVID, it's the level of stupidity for me. That's what that, I'm going to use that, and I'm going to explain you why I said that. Because every week with COVID, it's something new. Oh, you got to put on five masks. You got to put on five masks. Oh, like, this, this ain't no thing. I didn't even know that. You know what I mean? Like, this is the first time, like, Ernest saying this is the first time I heard that scientists can now say that they can find it. But first of all, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, ever. look it up. Ever. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but when you hear stuff like that, when you hear, oh, you got to put on three masks and stuff, why do you need five, three to five masks to walk outside? You got to understand, we was wearing masks in the summertime. Can you imagine when it get hot outside again and you and they're saying, telling you, you got to wear three to five masks to go outside? Bro, you're going to suffocate. You're going to, you make it get away with it because it's cold. But even still, you got to breathe some point at some point of the day. You got to breathe. I mean, God damn. Like, it's killing me. It's just killing me because it's just like, what else is new? Okay, so before I pass it on, I just want to say this terrible joke that I just thought about. Okay, so you got people who wear no mask out here. Mm-hmm. They're getting ashamed by people who wear masks. Now, the double maskers are going to shame the people who wear one mask, and the triple maskers are going to shame the people who wear two masks, and the quadruple maskers are going to shame the people who wear three masks. And who's going to shame the people who wear four masks? Nobody, because they passed out. <laughs> they passed out. And I'm, I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this before I move on to my point. For my five minute rant. We all know COVID is here. It don't seem like it's going nowhere no time soon. Now, do I do I feel like the problem is, is getting fixed? No. Do I feel like they're trying to fix the problem? No. Because at the end, even when I went to the barber shop, even when I went to the barber shop, you gotta my barber is old. Like this dude is probably in his 70s. You and they was having a conversation. You had the old dude that was in the wheelchair. He was like, he said, Yeah, I just came back from my um from my flu shot. He's I just not from the flu shot. He said I came back from my, my COVID shot. 
I had my barber who is 70. This dude is old. You know, I do old barbers because they their professionalism is a whole different level when you walk in a barber shop. You know, and you open at 6 a.m. <laughs> you gotta get a super early to get your hair cut. But this man told it, this old these these old dudes know each other back in the day, but this man told him, he said, I'm not gonna take that back that uh, flu shot. I mean, I'm not gonna take that COVID shot. Why? Because they're giving it to you. This is an old person, mind you. COVID affects old people more than anybody. Yes, it affects everybody. When you got an old person say, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. You would think every old person would be like, oh, they found it. No, he was like, I ain't taking that. I ain't taking that. No, because they're giving it to you. Exactly. That's why that's what I'm saying. And then like everybody is praising this vac this vaccine and stuff. Let's like let's let me go ahead and break it down for you because me personally. I feel like COVID is a distraction. I feel like COVID is 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 not is is the cover up for something because they they're not trying to fix COVID. They're just basically just like this is what's in, this is what's in front of everybody, and this is what I want everybody to keep their focus on. It's just this thing called COVID. You came with a BS. You came with a bootleg a vaccine. You came with a vaccination, a bootleg vaccination, and one it don't work. You got pay people to take it. So it's bootleg. It don't work. Yeah, they're trying to uh, give you free weed and money and all this stuff. Just I to mean, take a vaccination? Just to why, take why, a Why are they trying to coerce you? Why are they trying to bribe you? Why, you? why are you trying to bribe me to take a vaccination shot? I'm just saying, though. But for my five-minute rant, um, it, it's, it's nowhere near close to, to COVID because at the end of the day, I know COVID is here. COVID... It's not going to slow me. It, 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 I got other things to worry about. Yeah, I, I take, I, I go out, I put a mask on, and I go about my day. I'm not a dude, I'm not a dude that's going to be out here. I can't go nowhere. I'm got to be in a bubble. I'm not that dude. However, though, like I said, the producer earlier, you know, everybody knows that you know I do a lot of pro, I do a lot of projects. Um, I do a lot, of, I do a lot of stuff off the podcast as well. You know. The podcast is always going great. It's always booming. I'm always going to come on here and give 115, 140% next to earns one up on every percentage that I do. If I'm coming on here and give 120, he's going to give 121. That's, that's just how that that's just how that works. I don't know why you got to talk to the producer because they always, they're always playing hand in hand. And <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'll be having so many other things going on. Um, I can always tell people, you guys, make sure uh, you you guys can catch me exclusively on IGTV, which is basically like YouTube as well. But it's just, you know, I got a little mini show called Just Keeping It Funky. Um, you know, man, I I go on. It's, it's like a podcast, but it's also like a, a series as well where it, it gets more grittier than the podcast. It gets a lot more grittier. So. With that and with that, um, as well as even TikTok, I, I'm doing some new projects as well with TikTok. You know, trying to play three characters, um, trying to play three characters on just for just for a comedy purpose. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's going pretty well. It's, it's going cool. So I play a fictional version of myself. I you know I play myself. I play Funkadelic Jones, and I added a new character. I added another character named Gaddafi as well. So. Every like they're like the roommate brothers type of situation where they always even arguing is always over a problem. So I mean I've dropped two episodes already and hey man it's it's, it's just more in the works but stuff like that take time. It's a lot of changing clothes in the process. So it's it's a lot and of look, stuff. 
in the name of entertainment. I was gonna say it's a lot of like trying to play three characters. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know me, man. I'm always working. I'm always grinding, man. That's that's, that's just how we do. You feel me? Yeah. Make sure you guys go check that out. Definitely, definitely. It's all work. But now, let like, I can't be a director. Or anyway. <laughs> hey, look, it's all for the laughs. All for the laughs. It is though, man. It's all love, man. I just enjoy doing it though. You know what I mean? But let's so, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And get funky with it one time. All right. So let's kick it off with Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden inauguration. Everything happened first week, first two weeks, two weeks, couple of days. Uh, your boy has been busy, but not really been in the news compared to a lot of other presidents. We know he signed over forty executive offer, uh, executive orders, I should say, and. One of his first orders of business was uh, pronouns. You know, he wanted people to use correct pronouns on the White House website. <laughs> so a lot of people were like, okay, Joe, where's our money? What's going on with the stimulus check? What's going on with all the things you promised us? So Joe, like many other politicians, you know, he said, now that I'm in position, Y'all be all right. Thanks, but no thanks, you know? And a lot of people feel like they got played. A lot of people are going on social media, bias, remorse, or should I say voters remorse, and saying, I don't know if we made the right decision, but what are you to do? So I want to get your opinion on <laughs> Mr. Biden. First of all, this goes way back and way, 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 way back. This is basically like this is in our archives now at this point. Back to our episode uh President, it was it President Easy when we were both talking about Joe Biden and we was talking about uh, Kanye. But everybody knows me personally. No, I didn't like Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah, we got we got that other we got Agent Orange, we got that other that other bastard about the office, but I don't like Joe Biden. Hell, when it comes to politicians, people got to understand you can't get mad at politicians because politics is all about, and like my man Earn always says, it's like it's the less of two evils. That's literally all politicians are, the less of two evils. So with politics, all it basically is who going to lie the best. That's basically all politics do is who going to lie the best, who going to sound good. You know, and Joe Biden was, yeah, man, he was slandering Trump like, oh, you got to... You know, you he was just making us believe that, oh, yeah, you got, we need to get Trump out of here. We need to get Trump out of here. We got Trump up out of here. He was like, oh, man, the people deserve 2000 The people deserve all this money. We've been through this pandemic and all that. Now that he's in office, Joe, where's our money? Money? What money? <laughs> ha! You thought y'all really going to get paid two Gs? <laughs> we just gave y'all 600 See ya. There's <laughs> bigger issues to deal with. So, when you when you talk when you think about politics, people gotta understand this, and people really gotta think about it. When you think about politics, when you think about politics, politicians, that's why I don't understand why people get so caught up in it. Oh, did you see what happened? No, because all them go, all them when they when they talk on the podium, when they address the state of the union, when they um, 
when they do like like when Fox News, I'm not talking about your local news. I'm talking about these heavy Jones like CNN and C-SPAN and all these big these big corporate these big news Jones that, that be focused all about politics and stuff like that. And you, you like when you hear Republicans arguing with like, Democrats and stuff like that, they be lying. They be lying to their teeth. They be lying to their teeth on national TV because it sounds good. Oh well, oh well, the Democrats feel like this, you know, like Joe Biden is doing this. Joe, Joe, you gotta understand this, bro. You just got an office. They already was in talking about impeaching you already. You ain't even you ain't even scratched the surface yet. They already was talking about impeaching you already. So that just lets you know people don't like you. You going this gonna be a rough four years for you, brother. This gonna be a this basically mean like you have a lot to prove right out the gate. So if you don't come correct in your first year, I'm talking about you already sworn in the office. So basically, we can't blame we can't blame Trump for anything else anymore. We cannot blame him. It is your official show. You are the captain of the ship. If you make any mistakes moving forward, all fingers are gonna be pointed at you. Every last one of them. And best believe, Joe. I want all the smoke. I'm going to blame you for everything myself. You can always hit me up at Funkadelic Jones, and you can invite me to the White House. You can invite me to the Capitol building, because Lord knows you. Lord knows them other people just walked on in. But I will personally come to. The, I will come to the Capitol, to the White House, to wherever you Area 51. I don't. I, if we got to talk on Air Force One, it do not make a difference. I will tell you the same thing that I'm telling you right now in this podcast. Me and you going to have a conversation, and best believe it ain't going to go pretty. Aaron, talk to him. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about politics is this is how I look at it. Okay, you have two choices, right? You can either ask to get stabbed or you can either ask to get shot. Which, which one do you want to get? Which one is it for you? Mm-hmm. So that's politics in a nutshell. Uh, every four years, you have someone who lies to you and you're like okay we're going to take it because what else are you going to do but for me that's not the problem the problem are people who over the course of this uh this political run everything just gets so charged up so unlike unlike the past where it's like okay you have your opinion i have my opinion i don't care for who you're voting for but it is what it is this season was a bit different. It was a step up from when Trump and Hillary were running. So you have Trump and then you have Biden, where everybody's like, oh, if you don't buy- vote for Biden, I'm going to disown you. That's not how democracy works. That's not how voting works. People can have the free will, allegedly, in America. I don't know if we're still free because people don't act like it. If you can vote for whoever you want, right? You can vote for Biden, you can vote for Trump, you can vote for Kanye if you wanted to. And, oh, you're not my friend if you do this. There are people who became so entwined to the political aspect that they lost their minds. Mm -hmm. Straight up. They lost who they were. They lost everything they stand for. It was about, you know, getting... Uh, people were so focused on getting Trump out of office, they were willing to sell their soul to the devil to do it. So if they were willing to sign somebody who's not that great, you know, they were like, okay, 
do it. But my issue is this. Do not get upset when you sign your soul to the devil and the devil wants to collect. And what I mean by that is when you put someone in office who is not in your best interest and he does something that's not in your best interest, do not complain about it. That's it. Don't cry now. It's only been what? One or two weeks? Oh, I oh I thought this man was going to save America. What happened? What happened? Your whole social media posts were all about this guy and making him look great and he's going to save the world and he's the white Obama and stuff like that. What happened? That's what I want to know. Now, here's where, like I said, Joe, you don't get you don't get no sympathy from me at all. Straight up. Now, I know, Joe, Joe, you have your back against the wall right out the gate coming to office. That's why a lot of people are already putting already doubting you, because, yes, you have a four year to you have four years to get the country back. You have four years to clean up eight years worth of mess. That's a lot to do. You asking people are asking a lot for you to do in just a short four year span. All right. You got to deal with the COVID crisis. You got to deal with economic crisis. You got a lot of things you got to fix in a matter of four years, but eight years worth of damage already. However, though, Joe, you put your foot in your mouth when when uh, you when you declared that you want to run for president. You put your foot in your mouth. You was over there talking about some. If you got to decide between me and Trump, you ain't black. First of all, first of all, Joe, that's one thing about that's the one thing that. I don't understand about you, Joe, is that you feel you you feel like me, and this is why I kept telling people, I was like, Joe is still riding on it. Remember me from Obama. I was with you guys, black people. I was right there when Obama got elected. I was your guy. You know, I was right there walking with you guys. Every issue, I was right there with you guys. So if you guys got to choose between me and Trump, you're not black. First of all, Trump, I mean, first of all, Biden, let me stop you right there, boss. Let me stop you right there. You don't tell black people, you don't tell black people who we supposed to vote for. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to vote for none of y'all most of the time. Because we already know y'all don't have our best interest at anything. At anything. You talking, you talking to people, you talking one of the most less, one of the most non-privileged person people on the planet. Understand, I grew up on ramen new. I understand, I grew up in the struggle. Okay, I grew up in the struggle. I grew up in the. That's one thing about it, Joe. This is how I know you don't. You don't have our best interest at heart. If you got somebody like me, Joe, talk to you face to face, and I ask you, well, what would you? What are you going to do for the hood? What are you going to do for those bad neighborhoods, those bad communities, Joe? You probably look at me and laugh. You probably look at me in my face and laugh to about some well funk. You know, hey, it's going to take a minute, but you you gonna you gonna try to tell me in my face that there's bigger problems to fix, which it is true. There's bigger issues and bigger stuff to fix, but you got ghettos all across America. Everything that's going, on, I'm like, well, what are you doing for those neighborhoods? You want to talk? You want to talk about some of if you had to choose, then you're not black, but you're going to all these black neighborhoods. You're going to all these black communities. And I'm like, and like, Joe, what, what are you, what are you gonna do for them? 
What are you gonna do for them? Every, every black person is not every black person is not Jay Z. Every black person is not Beyonce who got a ton of money. Everybody's every black person is not Denzel and Will Smith and all them dudes. That we're not we're not those people. You got these you got these rough neighborhoods. These schools you got these schools that haven't been remodeled probably since the seventies. You got build you got buildings that look like they it, they've been around since the forties and the fifties and like they just sitting there like. You got these neighborhoods that are struggling, Joe. So you you want us to put you in there, but you ain't giving nothing. You you ain't. We already knew as black people. As black people, we don't get our expectations up. We don't sit there like, man, Joe is gonna take care of all of us. We already know. You just you 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 just used us as your scapegoat to be like, man. I know the blacks gonna get me in office. Who the blacks gonna get me in office? And lo and behold, he won. He like, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy, yeah. I know I got votes from everybody, but <laughs> you black, the blacks got me there. <laughs> like Joe, like Joe knew what he was doing. Even when he appointed Kamala Harris. He was like, look, I'm, a, I'm, like, I'm even getting a black lady to run with me. So I know y'all gonna vote for me, right? I got the system with me. <laughs> he get in office like. Everything, everything that he promised, yeah, he, he, yeah we we gonna get to that eventually. Y'all be alright for the time being. The year just got started. Y'all be alright. Y'all be fine. Yeah, it's it's no different than Hillary putting hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> like my my thing is this: I expect everyone to keep the same energy. Now, mm-hmm. for me, uh. There are people, and like I was talking about earlier, how everybody was supercharged in the political thing. Me, personally, I didn't vote. I've never done it a day in my life. I, like, I look at it and people say, oh, would you rather get shot or would you rather get stabbed? Me, I'd rather be safe. I'd rather not, you know? But looking at it, you know, I expect people to keep the same energy when Joe Biden does not give you I should say if, you know, he does not give you the America that you expected, do not find excuses, right? Because for me, I clown Trump, the presidency. I laughed at Trump and everything he did. You can expect me to laugh at Biden and everything he's going to do. I am I am not partial. I do not show favoritisms. I laugh at everybody who's in charge who does something dumb. Now, if you want the smoke, I want the smoke. You want to complain, you want to say, oh, you're a Trump supporter. Because that's what they like to call people who don't agree with things Biden does, who doesn't agree with things Kamala Harris does. Like for me, I speak to facts. If someone does something in their history, right, you can't take one person and say, oh, they did all this bad stuff in the history, and then take another person and say, oh, we'll give them a chance. You you can't do that. Let's go on history. Let's talk about the history. I'm looking at the person and you guys can't wash one person clean while look at somebody else as if they're permanently tainted. That's not how it works. So for me, all I'm going to say is keep the same energy. Expect me to laugh. Expect me to make memes and expect me to talk about everything he does. Because I did it the last four years, and I'm going to do it four more years. <laughs> if you get offended, well, it's on you. 
you know, we always hear this, we always hear this thing of, oh, you're with the Republican Party or you're with the Democratic Party. You always hear like people are, like, oh, you vote Democrat or you vote Republican. I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't I don't vote Republican. I barely want to vote Democrat. You know, man, at the end of the day, Democrats don't do nothing for don't do nothing for black people anyway. Republicans damn sure don't even think about black people. All they care about is the rich and the wealthy. That's all they care about. But at the end of the day, I I represent if I got to speak, if I got to have a voice of anything is going to be for the inner county is that for the inner ghettos of every every place in America. That will be where my voice will be at. Because at the end of the day, that's where I came up. I understand that people as if people had it worse than I did. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I was born in the 90s, you know. But you're looking at people from the, the, the crack the crack epidemic in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s and further back, further back. But still still coming up out the inner, the inner county ghetto. That's who I do it for every single day. So when you look at people like Biden, when you look at people like Biden, you know, I'm glad Kamala Harris, we got a sister, first, first female, black, African-American, I'm all for you. But I'm the type of person that I don't give a damn about your face. I don't give a damn about who you are as a person. If you don't come in there and you don't handle business, my thing is this. You are wasting my time. Straight like that. I know a lot of people like, well, Funk, you got to give them a chance. I'm going to sit back and give you a chance. You know, you got Aaron. Aaron going to laugh at you. I'm going I'm to sit. I'm going to give you a shot with me. <laughs> you get a shot because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all talk and no action, you already on the wrong foot with me. You know what I mean? I don't talk about a lot of things. I don't, it's be like, and, and people realize like, oh, you so you so humble. You try to get a lot of things done because look where I came from. And Joe, if you really think about it, look at where most of, look where the black community is at. You know what I mean? We trying to, we need a change in our neighborhood by ourselves. All due, all due respect, all due respect to the white, to the, to the, to the white kids, all due respect to the suburban kids, all due respect to you guys. That's cool. I, my voice is not for y'all because at the end of the day, y'all already made it. In my eyes, you guys are already at the mountaintop because that's what most of us from the, from the ghetto, we trying to get to those suburban neighborhoods so we don't have to be here no more. However, Joe, I know coming from where I stand, you're not going to do anything for those people that, that's at the very bottom of working class, everyday black folks. You're not going to do anything for them at all. I already know that. I don't care if you if you if you really want to talk to me, Joe, you can have your execs reach out, reach out to me. You can have anybody from the Senate. You can have anybody from the House. I don't give a damn. You, you can have anybody from the house. You can pull up to my house. You can send the FBI. I don't give a damn. You can put me at you can put me on, on America's on on uh, most notorious figures in the United States. Like, yo, we're gonna have to shut down old Funk because he's getting too out of hand. That's fine with me, Joe. I personally don't give a damn. Because one thing about me in a time like this. If I got a platform to speak about anything, I'm going to say it. I do not give a damn about the repercussions at this point. I already know that y'all, you can say whatever you want. 
about politics. Hold on, Miss Bedusa. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Hold on for a second, Miss Bedusa. I know I'm getting a little hot and getting a little emotional here, but this is what comes with me and when it comes to politics. Politicians get on my nerves about a lot of things because oh, we all know you lie. But if you're gonna lie, if you're gonna lie, god damn, at least at least put some best effort to your lie. Now I know I can't get y'all two thousand. I can slide y'all about seventeen hundred. That's that's <laughs> our right now. Hey, at least come on, at least do some, at least try to pull that with us. Like at least we do, we do that, we do that every day. Like, hey, I'm like, Aaron, listen, man. I know we need 150 to start, but I can give you 120, and we can probably get it for the next week. That's what we. That's at least at least come up with something, not just leave us hanging, talking about some. Well, I guess y'all be all right, right? You know, y'all just got a little stimulus check. I mean, I'm just saying though. Anybody, anybody in the White House, anybody cabin members, you know the handle. You know where to find me. It's Mr. Fongadelli Jones, baby. Hey, I pay my dues to be controversial. Definitely, definitely. Well, I hope you're going to get some popcorn because you're going to need to get the popcorn, get the drinks, because it's going to be a show for the next four years. Hey, I'll have my feet up right on the table and just be enjoying myself. Yep. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the biggest story that's been going on for the past week week or two. Let's talk about the GameStop situation. You guys know. You guys have seen stories about it. And if you don't know, we're going to fill you in. So if unless you've been under a rock, the whole situation with GameStop is you have a group, a Reddit community called Wall Street Bets, and they essentially drove the price up for uh, for GameStop. Now, where does this happen? This happens to be on Wall Street where you have bankers who did a short squeeze. Now, I'm not going to give you the whole backstory because it's online. You can look it up. And people have simplified it. But what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of things and get our opinions of everything that's going on. So when it comes to just looking at it from maybe an investor's perspective, maybe. I know you're a bigger investor than I am, so I'm going to let you go first. I know I did outside a, perspective. I just did a lot of preaching. So I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. I did a All lot right. of preaching. Go ahead, brother. All right, so here, here, here's where I come from with this. I've been a member of Wall Street Bets for the past three years, and I know what they're capable of. I know what they do. They're a bunch of degenerate idiots who blow their money and gamble away their money on stocks. <laughs> and that's what they do. That's what they're known for. You know, think of... Uh, the movie Wolf of Wall Street, but with five-year-olds. That's basically what it's like. <laughs> and that's so good, but it's very entertaining to watch. Now, for me, I've seen the move come because I was in the group. I've seen the chats way before it happened. Now, if you were to ask me, do I have any GameStop stock? Do I have any AMC stock? I have neither. <laughs> I have neither. Why? Because I wasn't going to invest in it anyway. 
did I know is going to go up? Yes, because that's what they do. They like to pump stocks. They did it before. They're going to do it again. Now, um, it's this one guy on here who whose name is a uh, deep effing value. Uh, his real name, uh, I believe, is Gil. Uh, Keith Gill. He's known as Ron Kitty. He has a YouTube channel where he talks about stocks. So this whole situation, he did not expect for the stock price to go as high as it did. He just put out his analysis and he was like, all right, guys, here it is. Here it is. We're going to drop this price up. Are we going to invest or no? So it caught fire and a lot of people start investing before you know it. He got up. Now, this guy put 58, around $50,000 into it back in 2019. As of a couple days ago, at the highest point that GameStop went up, he had $44 million in his account. So to go from $50,000 to $40 million is a huge leap. It's life-changing. So... The thing about this GameStop situation, it's it's so deep. It's like an unrelated topic. It's so much to go into. It spawned on different type of stocks. You had AMC, you had Nokia, you have uh, Bath and Body Works. You have so many different stocks and they even dived into crypto. They start pushing up Dogecoin, which is a meme coin and uh, XRP, which I have. And it's just spawned a whole bunch of people who just start investing. Actually, let me take that back. Not investing, gambling, because that's where they're doing. And overnight, you know, people who never knew anything about the market, looking at it from a perspective of, oh, we're going to get stick to hedge funds for everything they got. So I, I want to know your perspective, because I'm going to dive deeper into it in different layers, but for now, I just want to know your thoughts on everything that's going on. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would not put my stock, put any type of money in the AMC and GameStop. Now, when this whole situation was floating around, everybody was like, oh, if you put this much in, you can make this type of money. I ain't going to lie to you. I was already right out of the gate. It was like, this sound like a scam right out the gate. Because there's no way in hell that GameStop stock just went up, like, just just shot up that quick. It's GameStop. First of all, GameStop is, all due respect, GameStop is a dying business. It is. No one no one really goes into GameStop and shop like that anymore. So when I seen, when I, when I was seeing it, everybody was like, oh, man, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it this much. I can make this much back. I was like the gambling behind all of it is just looked at. I just looked at it and just said like, "This is a bunch of foolishness here." Like you did GameStop and you did AMC. Like, mind you, AMC is closed right now. So that's why I was like, "How is AMC even making money? How's AMC even stuck? How's their stock even going up while they're shut down right now? Like movie theaters are closed right now. At the, at the most, they're closed. So." Like I said, I didn't know the group. You know, what I mean? I'm not into like all the Reddit, the Reddit groups and stuff like that. So I didn't know that's who where all this stuff was coming from. But for those guys to pump up the stocks, I'm gonna just say to you, man, that was the dumbest thing ever to do. All right, 
And then you had a lot of people that were just like, yeah, I'm investing. You had people legit dumping money into that junk. I'm talking Casper's dumping $400, $1,000, thinking that they was going to flip a major profit. And then once again, once again, here comes the top dogs. Here comes the, uh, the, 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 the stock police and all them. They shut that down immediately. Yep. They shut that down immediately. They was just like, I don't know what type of get quick get uh get rich quick scheme is this, but hell no, we shutting all this down. Cause they just refuse to let people get rich off of, of a scam, off a scam jump. So yeah. I, I was just like, I knew it was going to happen. Cause I was like, this is too good to be true. That GameStop stock just went up overnight just like this. And yeah. then when I heard people talking about it, like I was just like, I wouldn't even make that move. But mm-hmm. again, I can't tell you what to do with your money. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, 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 you, I can, you know, nobody wants to miss out on money, but sometimes you just can't dump your money into anything. Yeah. You don't want to make a bad investment. And for everybody that participated in this GameStop and this AMC situation, that was a bad investment. And I hope you wasn't looking for no R, no, um, no ROA, no ROI on that, Joe, no return on investment, because I hate to say it. You got played. Simple, yeah. as, simple as that. Because the the meat potatoes, I know like you guys can look it up, but the meat of potatoes of everything that happened is uh there's this uh hedge fund, Melvin Capital, and they shorted the company because it's a dying company, you know. Uh GameStop was suffering from the pandemic, like a lot of other businesses, and they decide to short this company. So what happened was uh, a, some the guy, uh, Keith Gill, did his analysis. Uh, at the time, GameStop was around $4. So he was like, I don't know why it's this low. It should be higher. It's, it's undervalued. So I'm going to drive the price up. So that's when the group drove the price up. Now, because hedge funds were invested in it, it happened to be a short squeeze. Now, you guys can... Uh, look up what a short squeeze is. If you don't know uh, what it is, basically, long story short, it's when the hedge funds are trapped and they have to buy at a higher price than they originally were planning to do. So because of that, the price was going higher, higher, higher. Um, NASDAQ uh, was like, we're going to hot trading because this is unusual volume. So unusual volume is like, if a stock goes from like $5 to $10, that's not unusual volume. But if a stock goes from $5 to 200, that's unusual volume. That does not happen in the market every day. So a lot of these uh, companies, uh, Robinhood, uh, TD Ameritrade, a lot of these other businesses were like, okay, because they're not the ones who have the money. They're, they're just the middlemen. You know, they get their money from banks and all this other stuff. So the banks were like, yeah, um, we're, we're kind of running low on money. So we we need you guys to go ahead and halt trading for a while. So you had all these other companies who were stopping trading. So everybody was complaining. Oh, why they stop trading? Trading. They're trying to shut us down, da, 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 da. And it turned into this whole thing where people look at it as if like the French Revolution of trading, you know, like I wrote an article about it uh, and people 
this whole thing went from, oh, we're trying to make monies and stick it to the hedge fund to we're going to show the banks who's boss. Because remember back in 2008, when they screwed us over and this is payback. And for me, I'm looking at what you said earlier about all these people just coming in and investing. Now, for me, I held my piece about it. I didn't really talk too much about it on social media. But I noticed a lot of people, uh, a lot of things that was going on on social media. So I wrote like a little bit of it. And basically, I'm going to just tell you like this. What happened, the same thing that happened in Volkswagen when it went up to $1,000 in 2008. The same thing happened to Tesla, but Tesla, uh, Elon Musk really laughed at them. He got involved because... They tried to short Tesla the same way they're doing GameStop, but Tesla is a successful company. Mm -hmm. So it's not pumped. It's an actual successful company. So you have uh, people who are just trying to get rich quick and you got people overnight experts. And I had people who, you know, who come to me, they're like, oh, is this a good investment? Is that a good investment? If you look back in 2020, you had Easton Kodak. Eastman Kodak, uh, which was a bubble. Now, there are people who say, oh, this is a good deal. It's a low price. Just because the price goes up doesn't mean it's profitable. Because it's going to end badly. What happens in bubbles is the people who are in early are the ones who walk away with money. Everybody who hears it by the time the news comes on gets burned. Because if you, if you hear it, by the time it's on the news, you're already too late. You're already too late. And a lot of people, you can make a quick buck and things like that, but that's not how the market is. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a whole bunch of people who are looking at stocks and then they get burned and then they're going to call stocks a scam because they don't know what they're doing. So my only thing about this is if you're going to do it, do it for real. You know, I know, you know, Sir Funkness over here, he invests. And for me, this is kind of like my territory where I tell people, you know, like, let's say something you, you know about, like sports, right? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's a thing where you can make money from sports or like talking about sports. Mm -hmm. So if that were to become the popular thing because someone did it and they start making a lot of money, money off of it, now, everybody wants to get into talking about sports. You're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. This, this ain't your field. And then not only that, they talk about sports and they give all the wrong stats. They give all the wrong information. They tell you who's on the team who's never played before a day in their life. You're going to be like, look, dude, I don't know where you came from, but you, you need to learn the right way. And that's basically how it is, you know. It's got to end one way or another, and it's a stalemate. Now, I'm glad he made that point of like doing investments and doing stocks the right way because you know stocks seem stock like investing do seem like a scam to a lot of people. You know, you know, especially with the more the more bigger players like E Trade and TD Trade and Fidelity and all that stuff. Those are more like the big time players where you got. Small time players like Acorn and Robinhood, you know, those like I would definitely say for more people that 
if you want to start small, you know, do you know, do Robin Hood and do Acorns. Those are like the small time players where it's like, all I gotta do is invest five dollars and just let it do the rest. Cool. You're not losing no like you're gaining money, but you're not losing money. You know what I mean? So and, and with stocks, you gotta realize and, and again, like he said though, when just because something is going up don't mean it's profitable. Cause you know, things can happen. That's why I tell people when it comes to like investing. You gotta you gotta watch your portfolio every single day because you can legit go from your portfolio can go from two hundred dollars to twenty two dollars and you're sitting there looking you're looking like well what happened why did I lose all this money in a matter of three hours or in a matter of two days that's just the market. You know what I'm saying? Like things happen that, you know, I, I personally can't explain it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what's going on, but I sit back and just be like, you know, that's why that's why I kind of left. Not say I left Fidelity, but I kind of left the big time players alone because I had, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to watch my portfolio every day. I, I can't. I, I got other things to do. I got other things to worry about than to, to watch my portfolio every day. That's why you look at it like I went to the smaller players and I'm always that dude. I'll, I'll rock with the small fish. Like the big fish, cool. The big fish already made their name, but I'll rock with the small fish like Acorn and like, yo, here's $5. You know, let that junk grow. You know what I mean? It's growing, it's growing while I'm doing other things. While I'm off doing other things, it's growing. Boom. Problem solved, easy fix. But when it comes to stocks, you really got to do your research. You really got to do your homework because, you know, I may have started off like that. And I know a lot of people start off like that is that they just dump a whole bunch of money and stuff and don't necessarily know whether that's a good investment or whether yeah. that was a bad investment to make. A lot of people don't know that because even I was the same way as well. Cause when I bought my first stock, you know, I just bought something just because I was just like, I'm going to just buy this. You know, it's my first stock. I'm just buy this. You know, I don't even know if it was a, a good a good investment or bad investment. You know, um, I mean, when uh, Fidelity started making like dollar, they let you start investing by a dollar rather than buying a whole equal share. That's when I was quick to be like, I'm going to buy a, a, a share of Amazon, you know, because Amazon go up every other day. You know what I'm saying? And my man's at the, my man's that come to uh, he a customer at my job. He was talking me about Shopify. So I was just like, I'm going to just buy a share in Shopify. You know, I'm going to just put a dollar, $100 into it, you know, just because he said this is supposed to be the next boom, the next wave. I'm going to just, uh, you know, take a stock tips from people like that. You know, not everybody, they don't know. They don't necessarily know. You know, they just, they can just be like, oh, it's going up. So you should get into it too. I bet, bet I'm going to get into it. Is it necessarily a good investment or is it necessary? Is it a good investment or is it a bad investment? You got to really, that's why I say you really got to really be, on the, the, the stock, you got to be on the stock market. You got to be in the stock exchange. You really got to do a lot of research. You got to understand what a bear market is, a bull market. You got to understand what all this stuff means, because if you don't know what this stuff means, you're going to like, you're going to just be wasting a whole bunch of money and your, your portfolio is never going to gain money. And that's why you always going to fall into these scams. These quick, you get these, these, uh, get quick these get rich quick schemes like this GameStop nonsense and this AMC nonsense because y'all don't y'all don't know that first of all no one shops a game so sometimes you gotta really you gotta really 
understand you gotta know you gotta know businesses as well from just off the market. No one shops at GameStop anymore. You know what I mean? Everybody buy their games digital. Nobody goes and buys CDs no more. You know, GameStop might have a, a console every every once in a blue moon, but AMC, no one really everybody everybody watch movies on Netflix and nobody nobody ain't paying $20 to go to the movies no more. You know what I mean? Nobody not doing that nonsense. No one's not doing that no more, uh, doing that no more. You look at like a business like even like JC Penny. You know what I mean? Like JC Penny going went out of business. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like you had a stock. That's like saying if you had a stock in shoppers. Shoppers went out of business. But you you just looking at it like, oh well, if you're not watching your portfolio and you had a, a stock in a business like shoppers, you lost all your money because shoppers went out of business. You know what I mean? Like they they went they went out of business. And you you wouldn't know that because you're just like, oh well, you know, I'm I, I just invested in it because of my local grocery store. It's more to it than just being your local grocery store. You know what I mean? Like you if you see that off oh, going out of business sale, you might want to say, hey man, I'm I might want to pull my investment out now because shoppers is going out of business. Otherwise, you're not paying attention. You just lost a ton of money, and you just looking like, oh well, business stocks are scams. I don't want to yeah. do this. Anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. It's a scam. It's not a scam. You just wasn't paying attention. Like I look, I look at it like this, and I'm I'm never one to gamekeep when it comes to investing. In fact, like I'm so happy that you have a lot of people who are learning to invest and learning to, you know, use your money. And the biggest lesson you can learn from this is if you want something done, you're going to have to do it yourself. Like when it came to economy, when it comes to stimulus, you could have made your stimulus invest investing. You know, you didn't have to wait for 600 or 2000 or whatever the government said it was going to get you. You can take your matters into your own hands. And there's so, so there's so many ways to go about making money out here. And this is just one of them. And the group uh, Wall Street Bets grew a couple million over the course of the uh, couple of days. And the thing I tell people is the difference between people in the group and the difference between everyone else who's not in the group, who just starting to look into the stuff, just throwing money, gambling, is they actually do due diligence. They actually look in the stocks, you know? That doesn't mean they're not idiots. It just means they're smart idiots, so to speak. So that's the difference. And for the people out here who are gambling away their money, I all I can say is I hope you learn to take this seriously because I already know how these things go. People are gonna get caught in a bubble, call it a scam. And then once this situation fades away, you know, people going to go back to the lives, not paying attention to stocks. Then when the next bubble happens, everybody's going to get back in the stocks again. That's just human nature of people. People don't really want to learn how to invest in better themselves. They want to learn how to make a quick buck. And you're never going to make long-term wealth by trying to make a quick buck. So if you want to do that, you got to really learn, really learn. And like they said, they was trying to, uh, you know, pump Dogecoin to a dollar. Dogecoin is a meme coin. It's if it goes to a dollar, I will, I will be amazed. I will honestly be amazed because Dogecoin has been substance. Like it, it its main for 
made for a meme. And for people who are in the cryptocurrency, knows that it's a crazy idea. It doesn't really make no sense, but power to the people, you know, power to the players. If you guys want to do that, hey, it's entertaining to watch. But, you know, as far as the whole message behind it, a lot of people in the group are saying this is not about, you know, money. It's about sticking it to the power. And a lot of people are just now, I don't know why, but just now realizing that the system is rigged. You know, the system has always been rigged. The system has been rigged before we were born. The system is going to be rigged by the time we pass away. This just how the system is. And a lot of people, you know, looking at it from the outside, you know, hindsight is 2020. You hear a lot of people, oh, I wish I would have gotten a GameStop. I wish I would have gotten an AMC. You know, uh, it, it, it wouldn't have made that much difference. Sure, you would have made money, but how would you have spent that money? You know, most people who are gambling, trying to get a quick fix would have blew the money and then went back to square zero. So uh, it's definitely a show to see what's going on. In my opinion, how I think it's going to get carried out. It looks like financial censorship to me because the way they limited the stocks and the way they say, oh, you can only buy five stocks of this and two stocks of that, and you have to access and call us if you want to buy more of this. It looks like financial censorship. They're already calling people in a group white supremacists. And like there's a low connection to what happened at the Capitol because the media, for some reason, start demonizing the everyday person, the person who has a job who just trying to make it extra money. We don't make enough from our jobs. So we want to invest in the stock market. And they're like, hey, wait, you can't do that. That's only for us, the rich people. So when people try to make a way for themselves, they're not allowed to do it. And that's why a lot of people are upset. That's why a lot of people invest in. They're just doing it just to be a part of history. But at, at the end of the day, you know, all I can say is I hope you guys seriously learn to invest in, you know, if this is something that changes the whole dynamic of finance and the financial history in Wall Street, we're witnessing history and I'm excited to see it. I'm going to say a short piece before we close up shop, you know, because they go that censorship word again. They go that censorship word again. I always tell people this. Because I noticed that, like, it's not only a rich people problem; it's a, it's it's an intern, it's an internal community problem as well. It is so much money in this world. For every, it's, I'm talking, about, it's so much money in this world that everybody could be eating good. If one person make it, and then you give the game to somebody else, and you give the game to somebody else, and so on and so forth, everybody's making. But for the rich people to say, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't allow y'all to get rich. And like he said, financial censorship. Like, how can you stop somebody from making money? Now, again, like I said, this 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 Reddit group, I don't know who these people are. They sound like a bunch of jackass to me. However, these dudes trying to make money, I'm not going to tell you how to, how to make money. You, you want to scam your way to a million dollars? Be my guest. I'm not going to stop. But you got these rich people that saying, whoa, 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 whoa. 
you got a lot of average everyday people. Y'all can't get on our level of rich. Y'all can't do that. Y'all can't do. You can oh, 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 they put a limit. Oh, you can only buy five of them. Why can I only buy five of them? How you know I want? I might I want buy twenty five. I might want buy twenty five. Oh, but oh, but wait a minute. If I bought twenty five, I was gonna get too rich. That's what that's what you're telling us right now. We live in a world. We live in a world with so many opportunities to get rich and so many opportunities for everybody to capitalize. I don't understand why financial sense. Uh, I don't understand why censorship, especially from a financial standpoint, is even a thing nowadays. I, I really don't. You you can't hold every you. Everybody can't hold each other back from making money. Definitely. Let's get this money. Let's get this money out here. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm gonna close with this short piece. And it's a callback to what we said about uh, when Donald Trump got censored on social media and how a lot of people were like, oh, it's a private company. You can, they can do what they want. Like I said, in that episode, it's going to come back to bite y'all. It's going, you think it happened to him, it's going to happen to y'all. So we're looking at what happened now, how I can sit here and a lot of other people can sit here and say, Oh, well, they're a private company. They can do what they want. But now you're mad because it happened to you. Now you're upset because it's a matter of financial. You know, you should never mess with someone's money. Money is one of the most important assets we have out here. One of the most important resets we have out here next to water, next to air, next to food. And that's what I'm basically saying. Keep the same energy, you know. Don't think it can't happen to you. That's all, that's what I'm gonna leave it with. Don't think it can't happen to you. Just make sure you, uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks, months, years, protect your assets and move smart. That's all I can say. Two final words. Number one, as far as stock, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna play the stocks, if you're gonna get into the stock, understand. Get you a group that everybody knows. Or at least everybody knows what they're doing. So that way you guys can build on the stock market together as a team, as a yeah. unit. You're like, oh, don't buy that stock. Don't buy that. It's not a profitable. Get this. This this is this is booming right now. Get this, get that right here. Get you some people that can show you. That way you can elevate your skills. And when you do master the craft, give the game to somebody else. Mm -hmm. going that way and, and that's why i always say let's get this money because everybody is enough it's enough money in this world for everybody to make something everybody can eat everybody can get a seat at the table so that's my piece on that as far as joe biden and his nonsense understand this you don't see a brother like me do this every day but i will do this and I'm going to say this now. I'm extending a personal invitation to you, Miss Harris, and any of your board members to come holler at me personally. And I want to sit down with you and go over your agenda and tell you whether it's good, whether it's bad, or, what, or whether it's just a bunch of BS in my book. Hey. I'm sending the all. I'm sending the invitation to you. I know I ain't gonna get no response. I know they're gonna just look at me like, <laughs> but he's just, he's just. We don't got time to deal with that. Of course, y'all don't got time to deal with it because why? 
I guess my problems, I guess, I guess I'm part of a percentage that don't really matter too much to you. But hey, your words was if you not black, if if you gotta decide, then you not black. Well, you look in my face, Joe. <laughs> I'm a black man, brother. Yeah. I ain't got none but I ain't got none but time, man. Definitely. Nothing but, nothing but time, brother. Definitely. Joe and Kamala got to get your popcorn as far as the GME situation, GameStop situation. Like like my man said, uh, make sure you find somebody who actually knows what they're talking about and mm-hmm. get off get off Robin Hood. They're trash. Get off Robin Hood. But um, yeah, like unless you got anything else to say, lead no, the people. I'm good, good bro. All right, we we gave the people what they want, you know. Each and every week, we gonna keep giving it to you. Without further ado, it's your boys. It's Aaron Fornasetti, Mr. Fogg with Delic Jones, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace.